Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode two, two fourteen. Unlike Nintendo's uh, Animal Crossing Switch, we are not affected by the coronavirus. What? What happened, Will? You don't know about that? No. What happened to you? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I was mildly affected by the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's what happened. Um, no, there's production problems, right? Yeah. Uh, well, because China is basically shut down because of it. Yes. Yes. That I did hear. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, so okay, so they had the they extended Chinese New Year is one mm -hmm. of the problems. So everybody got it. off for longer. Yeah. Because of the coronavirus. So yeah. uh there's a lot of production that got uh, halted because of it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much a lot of uh exports, a lot of factories that are um building things in China are shut down and can't work because it, it is uh is 28 days later over there. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's a lot to talk about. Also, hello, uh, special hello to Anchor Shukla, uh, Miloslav Justice, Adine Colin, and Darktype for being members here on YouTube. And also a regular hello to Tomatacha and, uh, Mike Frank, uh, Luke Morse, Andrew M, Menu, Rock and Val, and all you people in the chat. Hello. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, actually, not too much stuff. But uh, we always start the show whenever we hear about free games. For if you have a, a paid Microsoft account or paid PlayStation account, so you yep. can play on online. Yeah. Today or yesterday, we got word. Uh, no. I think it was yesterday. Oh, I saw it today, but well, we got word of uh, the new. Uh, games that we're getting with our Nintendo Switch Online subscription, meaning yes. we got Super Nintendo games and NES games. Yes, and, and they're not interesting. Boy, howdy, are they exciting! <laughs> so, uh, on uh, the nineteenth, our father's birthday. Happy yes. birthday, Bill! Yes. Uh, also, canonically, Batman's birthday. Mm, our dad. Yeah. Our dad's Batman. Yes. <laughs> uh, four more games will be added to the NES and SNES Nintendo Switch Online collections. We got, for the Super NES, we we got the, the all favorites, Poppin' Twin B and Smash Tennis. You remember, you remember them? All right, shut up, Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, no. <laughs> also, I want to point out, hold on, I got to point out right here. In the graphic that shows uh, Super Nintendo, yeah, they didn't get a PNG for the Super Nintendo logo, so you can see the red outline <laughs> around it. Oh, really? I gotta, I gotta yeah. watch that again. It's at uh, eight seconds in. All right. Uh, and for the NES, we got Shadow of the Ninja, which actually looks really cool. I've yeah, never I was heard of that say, game before, like... and that looks pretty good. Yeah. And Eliminator Boat Duel, which RGT says is a good game. I've also never heard of that one. Uh, I have seen in some places that like these are actually good games like you know they're unheard of pretty much but like people who've played them said that they are good um, I will say Shadow of the Ninja does look like a game that would be right up our alley Smash um, Tennis looks bad and I'm gonna put the audio on so that everybody can hear just just how bad hold on here it is alright And that's the game. That's the game. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. All right. But no, uh, Shadow of the Ninja 
It's coming up right here. There it is. Yeah. Uh, it looks a lot like Cyber Shadow, that yeah. uh, new Yacht Club game. So, uh, but it's multiplayer, it looks like. That's interesting. That is interesting. It's got some some screen tearing. <laughs> but I guess that's just the way the game was. Yeah. Especially if you have another character on screen, it probably adds to the Yeah, game. I'm sh- it's a miracle this game is probably running as smoothly as it is. Yeah. Boat Duel looks... I mean, I, I, I might play Shadow of the Ninja for like a hot second. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in that. Everything else, I mean... We're running out of games. <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't have this problem if one they had a, a solid plan for this earlier and like they announced it much earlier, uh, because that led to problem number two, which is like Capcom and Konami and Square and all these other companies started releasing NES games separately in their own bundles. I just you know weird. the Mega Man collection. The uh the Contra collection, the Castlevania collection, things like that. Those games are not part of Switch Online because they're in another bundle. I just got a weird audio spike in my headphones, and I hope that didn't happen to everybody else. Um, yeah, they should have had they should have had a plan for Nintendo Switch Online earlier, and, yeah. and told the other companies so that the other companies don't release their own uh versions. But honestly. I'm fine with having the Mega Man collection. I'm fine with having this the Sega collection. I'm fine too. I feel like because they're not a part of Switch Online, though, it, they make Switch Online seem less yes. special than it is. Yes. You know? Because a lot of people's favorite games were the Konami games or the Capcom games or the Square games. But those aren't part of Switch Online. Oh, apparently... uh there was an audio glitch. Write down the timestamp, Will. See if there's a... Because you might want to delete that for the audio listeners. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was like right, I'll just, 20 seconds ago. I'll just listen to the first 15 minutes. Um, But still, there's there are Super Nintendo games that we're still waiting on. I can't name any off the top of my head. <laughs> SNES Switch Online Games. Um, do we have all stars? I don't know. No, we don't have Super Mario All Stars. Okay, do you think they're delaying that because they're all already on uh the NES? Maybe, <laughs> but that doesn't mean we shouldn't get it. True, because they are like there's enough differences in them where like they could re-release. Yeah, All Stars, and it's got Super Mario Two in it. The, yeah, the, you know the Japanese one, and it's a, it's it? a weird version. Isn't the the lost levels um yes. on Switch Online already? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh but again, this is like a weird version. Yeah. There's a there's we, we only have a, a handful of uh Super Nintendo games, especially compared yeah. to NES games. Look at all those NES games. Yeah. So I don't know why we're scraping the bottle of the barrel now, you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to think, because I feel like trying to think of what the other like mother what mother Mm. like why not yeah oh yeah earthbound isn't on there oh yeah earthbound not not mother mother is nes right well they released that on the wii u as earthbound beginnings right and i don't think that's on the nes right right yeah yeah there you go two games right there well anyway uh 
yeah, this is a this is a bad uh, <laughs> this is a bad month to switch online, and it's also we don't even get this every month. Yeah, you know, so like it That's is make it even it's, worse. It's like extra annoying when there's yeah. like when it's just crap. Uh, that dude says, "Give us Galaga." Uh, you know, I'd be fine with Galaga too. Yeah, but uh, that's probably in a collection because that's not Nintendo. It's Namco. Anyway, the main story here is Nint- uh, uh, Pokemon Home is out now. Yes. Also, we saw the Sonic movie last week. Yes. Uh, but we'll talk about that at the very end, for in case nobody wants to hear us talk about the the, the, <laughs> uh, the Sonic movie. Uh, we have a lot to talk about there, mm-hmm. but. Right now, we're going to talk about Pokemon Home. It came out. Will, you didn't touch it, right? I did not touch it. Uh, I think it's hard to find in the App Store, but yeah, it I... was last night when it came out, but uh, if you go to like the Kotaku article, um, you can get the link to the App Store and download mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I downloaded it. I played around with it for like two seconds, but if you haven't touched it, we're going to play around with it right now. But first, let me read this article. Uh, Pokemon Hope is now available on Nintendo Switch and mobile devices, according to Nintendo Life. Uh, the new cloud-based service, Pokemon Home, is officially live on Nintendo eShop. As previously revealed, it supports connectivity with Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee. It will also be made compatible with the popular mobile title Pokemon Go in the future. The download itself is free and requires 707 megabytes of storage. I guess they talked about the Switch version. There are two plans to choose from. The basic free plan limits you to 30 deposits, while the other is a premium subscription that costs $3 or the regional equivalent. For a 30-day subscription, $5 for a 90-day subscription, and $16 for an annual subscription, and allows you to deposit 6,000 Pokemon. You can also move Pokemon from the bank with the premium sub. That's the biggest reason to get the... The, the subscription you're gonna yeah. want to if you want to move stuff from the bank i just downloaded it now was so it easy will... to find what was uh it... no actually i typed in pokemon first and it's not one of the top listings it goes like pokemon go pokemon masters pokemon tv pokemon quest another pokemon game and then sonic the hedgehog <laughs> so how'd you find it i clicked on pokemon go i clicked on the pokemon company uh... and it was the top one there yeah, just go to the Kotaku article, guys. Yeah. And and there'll be links to to where to get Pokemon Home. Uh the diagram below illustrates how Pokemon Home uh Pokemon can be transferred from the existing services and video games to home. And there's it's a it's a labyrinth. Yeah. Uh basically if you wanna So if you got Pokemon from Sword, Pokemon from Shield, or Pokemon from Let's Go, uh you can use home on your Switch to move them wherever. If you want to do any other game besides Go, you want to use uh, the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go is unavailable right now, so don't worry about Go. Um, the mobile version of Home on Android and iOS is also available. There's also a link. Oh, Cerebi has a link. Cerebi has, yes, Cerebi has a link. Um uh, this features Wonderbox, GTS, Room Trade, and Friend Trade features. The iOS app has a lot more stuff going on than the uh, Switch app. When you boot up and log into Home, you'll go- get to select one of the three Kanto starters. This is only in the app. 
You get to pick one of the three Kanto starters, and a Pikachu will appear in the storage box as well. Now, that Pikachu is also on the Switch version. So what I did was I loaded up the Switch version first, mm-hmm. and it gave me a Pikachu. And the Pikachu is a Japanese Pikachu. He only speaks Japanese. Interesting. Uh, I'm kidding. He, his name is Japanese, though. Um, well, Pikachu is the same in both territories. Yes. Uh, but the iOS app will let you pick a starter, like it shows on screen right now. Yes. Uh, I picked Squirtle, and then they made fun of me. <laughs> uh, where am I? We uh, The Kanto stars will be selected in the storage box. Both of these pocket monsters are level 5. Which is normal. In mm-hmm. addition to this, an update for Pokemon Bank has been released. Version 1.5 makes the 3DS app compatible with Home. And if you don't have a Nintendo account, you can link it via the password system. Also, not mentioned here, um, they're giving out a free month trial of Bank just so that you can transfer all your stuff over to Home. So you don't even have to pay for Bank. You could just take the day and move all of your stuff over to, to Home. Uh, but you will need to buy the home subscription in order to do that. Right. Uh, all right. Now, I guess we should look at the uh, the Switch uh, app first because there's not yeah. much there. Uh, and while I do that, Will, why don't you answer the... Well, I want you to look at the second article, which is uh, Polygon answering questions about Pokemon Home. An FAQ for the online Pokemon storage system. Pokemon Home is finally here and with some questions. Uh, The new application to help trainers organize their Pokemon and bring them up to the current generation of games is available on multiple platforms. Uh, But with so much going on, it can be a little scary. And this Pokemon Home guide will answer your biggest questions below. What is Pokemon Home? Off to a great start. Pokemon (laughs) Home is an online storage and trading system for the Pokemon games. The Pokemon Bank app previously served a similar function for the 3DS games, but now but now that Pokemon has expanded to the Nintendo Switch, there's a new way to transfer and trade Pokemon. So that that's the big thing, is that this is a new place where you can store um, your Pokemon uh, between games and transfer different Pokemon between games. So, so on my screen right now, I got... If, if you hear that, in the audio version, it's the it's the switch. Uh, it's got music in the game, yeah. like, li- like little like it sounds almost like the uh, like the Wii music. Um, so r- this is when you first load it up. It says deposit your Pokemon, and then there's a there's a tab that says Pokemon number deposited two, and under it it says Pokedex number registered three, and this is just the Pokedex of any Pokemon that I've ever put into home at all. So I only have three because I moved to Caterpie just to see what would happen. Okay. Um, and then you ha- you can sort by region and they have every region and then they have unknown origins. And unknown origins is so far just Meltan and Melmetal because they're from Pokemon Go mm. and they don't know what to call Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, anyway, under that, they have Notebook, they have Move, they have Points which I'm still not entirely sure what they do, uh, and options. Uh, we don't care about options. Right. Uh, notebook just goes through your records of what you've done. And move, this feature can't be accessed on the basic plan. The feature can be accessed with the premium plan available for purchase at the Nintendo eShop. So really all you can do with the free plan, I just clicked on Pokemon. 
All you can do on the free plan is move Pokemon from Sword and Let's Go, really. Uh, but what I think is pretty cool is if you have Sword and Shield, this is a really easy way to move Pokemon between those two without having to set up two switches, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to... Let's move a Pokemon from Let's Go into... Okay. into uh, Sword, because I don't think you could do it the other way around. I don't think you could do Sword into Let's Go. Probably not, because Sword has more Pokemon. Yeah, but even if you have one that can be in Sword, like a Pikachu, I don't think you could yeah. do it backwards. All right, continue. Uh, while you do that, where can I download Pokemon Home? It is... It is an app available for the Nintendo Switch, uh, iOS, and Android, though the mobile functionality is different than the Nintendo Switch functionality. Uh, what games can I transfer Pokemon from? As of this writing, you can transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and Pokemon Sword and Shield to Pokemon Home. Eventually, you'll be able to transfer from Pokemon Go, but that feature is not yet available. Note that moving Pokemon from the Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home is one is a one-way trip. After transferring to Pokemon Home, they cannot go back. Uh from 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 Go into Home? That yes. Uh, moving well, Pokemon from the Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home is a one-way trip. After transferring to Pokemon Home, they cannot go back. Oh uh, well, uh what am I doing with a level 100 Pidgeot? Um, well, Go is not available right now, so... Right, that's, but that's when it becomes available. available. Yes, 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 yes. If you transfer Pokemon from Let's Go to Sword and Shield, they can't go back to their original games either. But you can move Pokemon from Let's Go to Pokemon Home and then back to their original game. So if you have an Eevee from Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and you transfer it to Pokemon Home, you can send it back to Let's Go Eevee. But once you send it to Sword or Shield, you can't send it back. I got a lot of weird Pokemon from Let's Go. What am I doing with all these Squirtles? How do you have so many Squirtles? I don't know. I'm going to move another one. All right. So I'm going to move uh, level 44 Magikarp. <laughs> <laughs> a Ponyta, a Pidgey, that's 57 for some reason, a Dragonite, and a Squirtle. Uh, they're all moving from Let's Go. Okay. And then I I just hit quit, I think, which is the plus sign. Uh, save changes and exit. Uh, Deku says six, shiny Porygon. Somebody s traded me that during a stream. I don't remember who. And then right, menu so, says, menu says, this man has like a million Pidgeys. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. But so if I go, uh, now I have seven Pokemon deposited. Uh, okay. And they're they're all in my Pokedex. Uh, if, now if I go to Pokemon, wait, can I just look at my? Can I just look at my Pokemon? No. Okay, I guess I go to Pokemon, then I go to Home, mm -hmm. and then. My Pokemon are here. Yeah, here they are. And I got to look there, at their stats there, there and stuff. Um, uh, exit without saving. So it's reading the save files from Sword and Let's Go. That's how it's getting what Pokemon I have. 
And right. when I take the Pokemon out of Let's Go, it's uh, it, it's rewriting that save file, mm-hmm. which is uh, such a weird way to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's some anti-cheating BS that they I came think, up with. I think it's an archaic way that they made the game and then them trying to reverse engineer the anti-cheat because yeah. this is also why we don't have cloud saves for these games. Right. Um, so, all right, so here we are in uh, Pokemon Sword, and you see my boxes for Pokemon Sword on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an exclamation point over Squirtle. Why? Why is there an exclamation point over Squirtle? They explained this to me, but I don't remember. Uh, why do you have a, a no sign over Pidgey and Dragonite? I'm assuming that means that Pidgey cannot go into uh, Sword. Let's see what happens. Well, actually, let's try Dragonite first. This Pokemon cannot be moved into this game. Okay, well, that's okay. very uh, descriptive. Gotcha. Now, let's see Squirtle because he's got an exclamation point. Yeah. If you save when a Pokemon has a question mark on it, you may not be able to move it to other games. Okay. Okay, but how come I could do that with Ponyta then? Oh, it has a question. Okay, so okay. When, when that's they, what it is. When they move, they get the question mark. But then, why do they have an exclamation point? Because I'm okay. assuming if you move the Squirtle that doesn't have an exclamation point, he'll get a question mark. Correct. So one thing at a time here. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't have a question mark, huh? Oh no, that okay. This all makes sense. Let's okay. oh, let, let's let's start from the beginning. Okay. This Squirtle is the level five Squirtle that I got from oh. uh, Pokemon Home. From the okay. app. Uh, that's why I can move it wherever. Uh, if you move a Pokemon from Let's Go into Pokemon Sword, you won't be able to move it back. Right. So it's a, it's a one-way trip. That's why the question mark goes up there. Got it. Because it's, it's only coming here. Um, now the exclamation point... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Joshua Birch says the exclamation mark means that it is a super rare Xbox exclusive. Oh, uh, that's what it is. That's and it what makes it is. total sense. The the X the no sign just straight up means that it's not compatible you can't with, transform, yeah. with uh Pokemon Sword. So Dragonite is not in Pokemon Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh but if I move this Squirtle over there, this is the only way you can get Squirtle. Really. Yeah. Is do- right now it's the only way you can get Squirtle doing this. Um So yeah, what's with the exclamation point? Now he's got a question mark. Well, yeah, let's move the freaking Squirtle. Why not? Uh, should I move anything else? No, because I want to. I want to be able to look at these. Uh, you've got a Pokemon with question mark on it. If you save uh, your change now, you'll find the nu- that the number of games available to withdraw that Pokemon to will go down. So maybe you'll be able to transfer it to certain games, but not. You'll get less games. Kensworth and R. RC Dayries in the chat both say exclamation is for incompatible moves. Oh, that's so they must have like certain moves that aren't available in every game, specifically sword. So we just showed basically everything that you can do in the Pokemon Home app on the Nintendo Switch at this time. Right. What I'm gonna do now is open Pokemon Sword. All right. And while you do that, I will read the next question. What Squirtle looks like in Pokemon Sword. How do I transfer Pokemon from older games? 
Many older games like Ruby, Sapphire, Diamond, and Pearl have methods of transfer between them. Using a Nintendo DS and 3DS and the in-game methods, which vary from game to game, you can move your Pokemon to the Pokemon Bank. From there, you can transfer them to Pokemon Home using the Nintendo Switch version. You cannot transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Bank to Home using only a 3DS and the mobile version. So you need a Nintendo Switch in order to transfer uh, Pokemon you got from the DS games into Pokemon Bank. And then it's Pokemon Home. Interesting. Okay. Transferring from Pokemon Bank to Home also requires a premium subscription. More on that in a bit. After selecting the transfer button, after selecting the transfer button in the main menu, Pokemon Home will give you a code. Input that code into your 3DS's Pokemon Bank, and you will be able to freely move Pokemon from Bank to Home. After making the transfer, the app will tell you that you cannot use Home while while it's moving Pokemon. So just hang tight for a while, for a little bit and check back uh, in a few to see if the transfer completes. So. I got Squirtle on my screen from Pokemon Sword. Yes. Uh, he's looks like he's missing a move. But he does have Bubble. Okay. So I guess we're, we're, we're good there. And he's got Tackle. So I'm going to, in the meantime, run over to... Where am I? <laughs> I'm going to go to that little battle cafe and uh, do a fight and see what happens. Is this where right. the battle cafe is? Or is this where the battle cafe is? I'm going to assume it's here. Okay. You go there. I'll read the next question. Yes. What does a Pokemon Home premium subscription do? Okay. I went to the wrong town. <laughs> <laughs> what does a premium subscription do? Uh, you're, you're Chickless Goth, bro. My what? You're, you're it's a It's a man. It. I thought Excuse I Excuse me. <laughs> it's me. You're a very feminine man. Because I, I yes, they don't have beards. That's true. That's, that's what do you want very me to discriminatory. Do? Uh, okay, so for two ninety nine a month, four ninety nine for three months, or fifteen ninety nine for a year, uh, a premium Pokemon Home subscription lets you do the following: uh, store up to six thousand Pokemon, up from thirty Pokemon in the free version. Deposit three Pokemon into the global trade system, up from one Pokemon in the free version. Deposit ten Pokemon into the Wonder Box. Um, host uh, host room trades. Basic users can still join room trades, but they cannot host them. Uh, transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Bank and use the IV Judge tool. Well, I, I've got an interesting thing here. Okay, Bubble. I, I think it was underscore in the chat said that Bubble is not going to be. It's not going to work. The move bubble is one of the moves that's not going to work. Okay. Uh, it's grayed out. I've never seen oh, that wow, in yeah. this game. But yeah, you can't hit it at all. Okay, I guess I'm just going to tackle them. Uh, and we're going to iron tail whatever. Yeah. My Squirtle's about to get after right now. Oh, he pulled him back. Oh, no, that was the dead one. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, Squirtle learned Water Pulse. Hopefully, I get to use it. And I don't get destroyed right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Okay, let's try Water Water right. Pulse. Oh no, he's gonna use Tackle. Okay, it did absolutely nothing. 
Uh, let's uh, do water pulse. All right. Uh, I'm gonna dig because I don't want him to do a move yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Burrow under the ground. Thank you very much. And now. Okay, we avoided the attack. Water pulse. Let's see it. There you go. Squirtle doing a move. Okay. Look, look at that. It's crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, how do I trade Pokemon with other people? You can only trade Pokemon from the mobile app, but there are multiple ways to do so. There's the Wonder Box. Place, uh, place up to three or ten if you have the premium subscription uh, Pokemon in the box and have them randomly traded with another player. This is similar to the Wonder Trade system in Pokemon games. Uh, I think there's my Squirtle's evolving. Already? Yeah. He was a level 13. Oh, wow. Look at that. We got a War Turtle today, guys. Nice. Hopefully, we get another move that I can replace Bubble. Yeah. Uh, there's also the Global Trade System, or GTS. Put a Pokemon up for trade while requesting a specific Pokemon in return. You could also search for a Pokemon you're looking for, see what others are asking for, and trade with them. There's Room Trade. Trade with a small room of other players. Your Pokemon will randomly be traded among the players in the room. Only premium players can host a room trade, although basic subscription players can join them as well. Uh, so if you have the basic subscription, you can only join. You cannot host. And there's friend trade. Trade locally with somebody on your friends list. Well, people in the chat like uh, Metal Striker says, Pokemon Home just makes no sense. It is very confusing. It's but very... once you get the app and actually do it, it's really pretty self-explanatory. Unless there's something very specific that you want to do, it might... If you just want to move Pokemon from let's go to home, you just saw me do it. It's it's no problem. But if you want to move stuff from bank, things might get a little dicey. It just seems like a lot for what should essentially be Dropbox. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of... I mean, I understand there. there's, there's like... It's got to transcend generations. There's no way that in like, you know, 1998, they yeah. knew that they were going to need to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, uh, there, there definitely is a better way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little ridiculous. Okay. So we just saw how it works on the Switch. Now I'm going to go to the mobile app. Okay. And while you do that, I'll read the next question. How do I register Pokemon in my Pokedex? Importing Pokemon from Pokemon Bank to home will import the Pokedex data with it. It'll also show all the different Pokemon forms from Pokemon like uh, Rotom. Linking to the Nintendo Switch games will not take the Pokedex data from the game, but it will after you import the Pokemon. There's an update on Pokemon Home. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh Linking the Nintendo Switch games will not take the Pokedex data from the game, but it will after you import the Pokemon. It will not register Gigantamax variants unless you send a, a Gigantamax-able Pokemon to home. At the time of writing, it seems like a mobile. It seems like the mobile version registers the Pokemon into the Pokedex slowly, so you might have to wait before all the entries fill fill in on your phone. Basically, there's just a lot of stipulations. Yeah. It's simple, but then they throw in all these stipulations that make it complicated if you want to do something really specific. Sounds like a Nintendo game. Uh, Jake with $2 says, Squirtle is too young for the bubbly. 
I get it. We also got a uh, $5 from a really depressed yeah. fish who said, have yeah. you seen the Kingsman movies? No. No. And I go back and forth on as to whether or not I want to. <laughs> um, oh, I got to turn off notifications. Get out of here, man. All right. So I don't know. What should I do here? Should I try to trade? Let's try to trade. Uh, what's Wonderbox again? Oh, I got Pokeboy telling me Wonderboxes. Uh, if you want to try a different kind of fun and exciting po uh, Pokemon trade, then you should try using Wonderbox. Oh boy. Choose a Pokemon you want to trade and put it in the Wonderbox. After a bit of time, you never know just when, your Pokemon will be traded for another player's Pokemon from their own Wonderbox. Golly, how neato. <laughs> the Pokemon, the power of science is amazing. Sure oh. is. Okay, I'm going to put a freaking Magikarp, dude. It's a level 44 Magikarp. <laughs> so this Magikarp is, you know, this better go to a good home. Yeah. All right, so then I just leave? Yeah. I guess I just leave. Okay. Uh, and then there's also the, the global trade system. Yeah. Wowzers. This is the global, uh, the GTS. You can trade Pokemon with other players all over the world from here. Choose a Pokemon you want to trade and a Pokemon you want to receive in return. Then all you got to do is wait. Someone else should come along and trade you trade you the Pokemon you want. You can also uh, go have a look at the Pokemon other trainers want to trade for. Uh, he just... He just flew away. Okay, he's back. <laughs> you can right. trade uh, them that Pokemon for the one you own. Golly, that's good. Okay. I'm going to deposit my Ponyta. Okay. And can I... Pokemon wanted. What do I want for my Ponyta, Will? Uh, that's a good question. What's a Pokemon that's like on the same caliber? Let's hear from the chat. What? Yeah. What, if I'm giving up a po This Ponyta is uh, level 38. So if I'm gonna open this pony though, what should I what should I get? Uh while we wait for the chat to respond, I'll read the next question. What's the difference between the mobile app and the Nintendo Switch app? The mobile app is mainly for trading, while the Switch app is for storage and organization. Here's what you can do differently between them. Uh mobile, trade Pokemon, complete challenges, uh, and use your sticker book. On the Switch, you can organize your home boxes. Complete research tasks, transfer points to Pokemon Sword and Shield, transfer Pokemon from the bank, Sword and Shield, and let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, the first person to respond, Peaky, uh, Peaky Fire, says Mareep. And you know what? I agree with Mareep. I'm seeing uh, a lot of Vulpixes, though. Nah, Mareep, dude. All right. Down for Mareep. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to do Flaffy. <laughs> Because it's the next evolution. Okay. Right? That is the next evolution, right? I think so. Uh, it evolves into Flaffy. Or, um, nah, screw it. I'm going to go all in. Um, uh, Amphuros, the, the final evolution. Because this is a level yeah. 38, dude. I want I want all the beans here. Yeah. Amphuros. Uh, gender, any, because we're all inclusive here. Mm -hmm. Level, any. It's fine. Uh. Please trade Pokemon with me. Thanks in advance. Oh, I can choose a, a thing to say. Um, I want to fill my Pokedex. I want to trade for a treasure, treasured Pokemon that has been raised from an egg. I want to trade for a Pokemon that is strong in battles. I want to trade for a Pokemon that will help me with my adventure. Oh, there's a lot. This is a Pokemon with great potential. Please raise it if 
if you'd like. This is a Pokemon that I raised, so it will perform well in battles. This is a Pokemon that just hatched. Please raise it carefully. I'm going to say Pokemon that will help with my adventure. I feel like that would have been easier if they just let you type what you want to say. You know it's Nintendo, dude. I know. They can't. Depositing Ponyta in the GTS. Goodbye, Ponyta. Bye. Bye. Have a good time. (laughs) I used a great ball. Uh, Okay. All right. And I, there's also room trade, which I guess yeah. you you it's if you want a specific person you want to trade with. Yeah. Um. Oh no, that's friend trade. And I have no friends. <laughs> he just explained what room trade was, and I I uh, uh completely ignored ignored him. Room trade, uh, trade with a small room of other players. Your Pokemon will randomly be traded among the players in the room. So this is pretty cool. It tells you the stats of the Pokemon. So like this is something that I like like I would load up my Pokemon home with Pokemon and then it's school the next day. This is what I would do if I was yeah. in high school still. I would uh I would just stare at all my stats of all my Pokemon. Like I used to do with freaking Xbox Live. I used to just stare at my avatar in Xbox yeah. Live. Um this is pretty cool. But I think that's the extent. I think that's the extent of the app is you just look at the stats, well, uh, play with your Pokemon. There are also challenges. Challenges. Oh, I yes. see them. Let's uh, challenges require you to trade and obtain Pokemon. They're exclusive to the mobile app. Challenges ask you to register different forms of Pokemon, Pokemon in specific balls, or Pokemon with specific natures, um, to name a few examples. In return, you'll get stickers to decorate your profile with. Register 10 different abilities. What does that even mean? So I guess it's like, you know, you know, uh, on X, on Xbox achievements, it'll say things like, uh, you know, use the shotgun 20 times on five different enemies, things like that. It's basically achievements, but for Pokemon. No, that's what it is. I'm just trying to see if there's any that I can do to like actually get through it. Yeah. Why did you just go? Oh, I think my monitor screwed up. You disappeared, but Great. you're still here in audio form. Good. Also, I'm sorry. There's people like yelling and screaming outside my door. Um, yeah. How do I register abilities? That seems like the easiest thing to. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, register special moves. How do I register stuff? Do I just keep clicking on Pokemon? All right, you've tried to figure that out. I'll move on. Uh, What are research tasks? Research tasks are exclusive to the Switch version and require you to deposit specific Pokemon from Sword and Shield and Let's Go. For example, the Dusty Bowl research tasks ask for an Eldegoss, a Hatrim, and a Frillish. This This sounds a lot like the tasks in Pokemon Go. Yeah. That they would make you do. Note that the Pokemon required to complete the task needs to be from the respective region. Importing a Frillish from the Pokemon Bank will not fulfill the task for the Galar region. Oh, now, now everybody's seeing uh, Greg on my screen because that's my background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I I guess that's really it, right? Is there anything else in the article that we really need to talk about? Because I, uh, I think this we basically just went through the whole app. What what do home points do? What do stickers do? Uh, how does Pokemon Home benefit Sword and Shield? Uh, is there any point in me using this if I've only played uh, Pokemon a uh, Nintendo Switch Pokemon games? So according to this, is there any point in using Pokemon Home if you've only played the Switch Pokemon games? Yes, but probably not to its full potential. Uh, you can use this to transfer any uh, Kanto region version of Pokemon that's normally that normally have uh, Galarian forms, like a Cantonian Farfetch'd to Sword and Shield from Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee. The mobile app is also the only way to access the global trade system, so you should definitely use that if you're uh, trying to trade specific Pokemon. Yeah, still no, still no bites on my pony though. Okay, well, I'll give what it about time. the Wonder Box? Oh, we're just gonna sit there. Do I have to fill? Do I have to fill up with three Pokemon if I want to use the 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 Wonder Box? No, it's just it's just get randomly traded with another player. I guess it's waiting for a player to also. But they you know you'd imagine there'd be a player in the with Pokemon in the box. Well, I'll report back, see if I get anything cool. Okay. Um, one other thing I saw. Uh, points. Points. As you as you put more Pokemon into Pokemon Home, you accumulate home points. You can transfer these to Sword and Shield as battle points at a rate of 30 home points for one BP. Okay. That's what points do. It also says at the very top, total trades. There have been 347,000 total trades so far since the app has been released. Wow. Okay. So that's Pokemon Home. There you go. Uh, I'm going to check back later and see what the hell happened. Uh, I think that's pretty cool so far. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of stipulations. Yeah. And it's not exactly perfect. (laughs) But, uh... For the purposes of moving Pokemon and trading them, I think it makes life a little easier to trade on a mobile app than instead of trading in the game itself. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess, you know, training in the game, like, that's the way they've always done it, but you have to go to, like, a Poke Center to do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like trading in an app would have been a nice supplemental way. I don't feel like it necessarily should have, you know, replaced... Uh, trading in game. Well, you can still trade in game. You can still trade in game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, I don't know if it works exactly the same as it does. Right. Like the global trade system and the wonder box. I don't think there is a wonder box actually, but I think there is the global trade system. Right. In the game. Uh, so that's not being like uh, relegated to the app, but I would prefer to do it in the app because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, actually, I would have to move the Pokemon from Sword into the home and then use the app which is annoying yeah um because the way it should work is there should be a server that has all of your information on it like literally every other freaking online game yeah like when i when i log into call of duty it has my level there already you know it's not running off of my save file um but i mean it is a portable game so it's not going to be able to do that all the time. It's going to need to check the server every once in a while. But I mean, when it pings the server, just, well, then I guess the problem is there. Uh, you can say you have a Pokemon when you don't, if it doesn't ping the server. Yeah. 
So I guess they got a lot of problems, but you know, Nintendo doesn't do, uh, they're not uh, tech they savvy. They don't do online good. Yeah, so they have problems and their solutions are maybe just as bad as the problems. Yeah. Uh, Ronald says no GTS in Sword. There you go. I thought you could just trade into the ether in Sword. Well, you can trade regularly in Sword. You can trade with people. You ever trade in Let's Go? No. It's really dumb. You have to... Uh, you can't trade with somebody... Like, if I wanted to trade with you, like, online, like, right now. Yeah. Um, I need to go to trade. I need to type in a code, and the code is Pokemon. So, it's... Like, I'll, and then I got to tell you, uh, the code is Squirtle, Rattata, Rattata, Pikachu. And then you oh. type that in, and then just hope that nobody else is using the same code at the time. Oh, I hate that. Yes, it's very annoying. Uh. Anyway, that's Pokemon Home. I'll play with it a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool. Got a lot of problems. Right? Can we all agree? Yep, just like me. Cool, but with a lot of problems. And we got our dad in the chat. Pokemon, did you say Pokemon? How about checking out my Japan video Japan Pokemon store video now with 116,000 views. Dad, you're a YouTuber now. Yeah. Uh, is he in the other room right now? Yes, he is. <laughs> um, he could literally just bust through at any minute. And I think I just gave him an idea to do that. <laughs> so Josh- I, Joshua Birch, thank you for being a member here on YouTube. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, there's more Pokemon news, though. Yes. Oh, actually, there's more Pokemon. Uh, I guess this is kind of Pokemon home news. Uh, you can now get another 35 Pokemon in Sword and Shield. And this is, yeah, this is thanks to home. Yeah. Uh, this is on Nintendo Life. I don't want to read all these Pokemon because I'm not going to be able to pronounce them. Well, import- the important ones are Bulbasaur and his evolution... Uh, Squirtle and his evolutions, uh, Mewtwo, Mew, Celebi, uh, Jirachi, Cobalion, Terracoin, Verizion, uh, Reshiram. Okay, yeah, I'm not reading. Rowlet. Rowlet and, oh! Rowlet and his evolutions, Litten and his evolutions, uh, Poplio and his evolutions. Okay. Oh, and Meltan and Melmetal. Yeah. I gotta move my Rowlet, but I don't have my DS with me. So I got to get my DS. Uh, Cause I don't, that's my starter in uh Pokemon sun. And I haven't freaking yeah. played that game in years. I would love to have that in uh freaking sword. That would be sick. Yeah. I might have to borrow that so I can get a Litten in Pokemon shield. Yes. Do you have a 3DS? Yeah. I have your uh, launch 3DS. Uh, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. But that sounds like a pain in the ass. Anyway, yeah. like I said before, Pokemon Bank has a free trial right now because uh of this. So but then I'll have to pay for home. But it's, it's just three dollars. So I'm paying three dollars just to move my freaking Rowlet. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, my Rowlet. Whatever. Uh so that's cool. I mean, we we knew we were gonna get more Pokemon, but uh we knew we were going to get more Pokemon when the uh, DLC comes out. Mm-hmm. 
I guess there was speculation that we were going to get them when Pokemon Home drops. And then, surprise, Pokemon Home's out. I was expecting, because they said February, I was expecting the end of the month. I wasn't yeah. expecting it right now. Uh, there's also a brand new mythical Pokemon for Sword and Shield being revealed on February 27th. Ooh. Uh, the Pokemon company has shared its plans for this year's Pokemon Day, set to take place on the 27th. Perhaps the most exciting part of its plans revolves around a brand new mythical Pokemon. This special Pokemon will not only be available in Pokemon Sword and Shield, but will also star in the upcoming film, Pokemon the Movie, Coco. Oh, that's the, like, jungle one? Uh, that's the yes. one... Um, it's based on the Mexican Day of the Dead where the little boy gets trapped in the afterlife and he has to go find uh, his missing grandfather. That's no, weird. Sorry, that's the Disney Pixar joint, Coco, a.k.a. yes, another movie that made me cry at the end. I wasn't paying attention to you. I okay. completely believed you that 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 was the the plot, even though I know that it's not. <laughs> um, I was going to play the trailer, but then we'll get canceled. So, yep. Uh no, well, we still get canceled if you put up the this is uh, pay, uh, free stuff sent by the Pokemon company. No. Uh, no other details on this new monster have been shared, so your guess is as good as ours on what it might look like and what type it will end up being. That's not all, though, as a special max raid battle will also run in Sword and Shield. Pokemon Go will have its very own in-game event, and new information on Pokemon Masters will be revealed. It looks set to be a pretty busy day for Pokemon fans. I gotta be honest, Pokemon Masters is cool. I yeah. like that game. I gotta play more Pokemon Go, especially if I'm gonna eventually be able to bring Pokemon from Go into uh, Sword and Shield. Yeah. Uh, update. At the end of January, it was revealed that a new myth of Pokemon will be revealed on the day, uh, Pokemon Day this year. It has now been revealed that a silhouette of the new Pokemon will be shown in this month's Koro Koro magazine due to launch on February 15th alongside more info on the upcoming Pokemon, the movie Coco. Uh, so a little who's that Pokemon is going to come out on February 15th. I'm assuming this is a legendary for the uh, Pokemon armor, Isle of Armor. Cool. Right? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Will. Yeah, no, sorry. I got distracted by the Discord. Um, And that's it for... Oh, no, yeah, that's it for Pokemon. Yeah. That's all we got here. All right. I mean, yeah, it is cool we're getting another Legendary. I don't know if that's a thing where they just make new Legendaries for a game that's out already. Well, that's just because of the DLC. Yeah. It's also really... Have you done Raid Battles yet? No. It is awesome. Yeah. Raid Battles are awesome. It's going to make me keep playing the game now that I am completely done with it. Um, all right. Well, anyway, uh, we got a list of confirmed companies coming to E3, Will. Great. Aren't you excited? <laughs> no, but okay. Uh, I actually first saw this from Spawn Waves Twitter. Okay. Uh, let me beep. I'm opening the Discord for some reason. Uh, so here's the list that I saw. Uh, Activision, Amazon Game Studios, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Capcom, Epic Games, uh, Calypso Media Group, NCSoft, RDS Industries, Sega, uh, Square Enix, Take-Two, Tencent, THQ Nordic, Ubisoft, uh, 
unnamed VR, <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers and Xseed. Okay. And those all seem like companies that we could expect to see. Yet. Yeah, those are like repeat um, visitors to E3. Like they were, they were there last year. Yes. Um, they're here again this year. Notable exclusions are Microsoft and yes. uh, Sony and Nintendo. Well, we knew Sony wasn't coming. Correct. But the reason, part of the reason why I included this was because uh, we were wondering if Microsoft counted as being part of E3 because they're at the Microsoft Theater. Right, which is right next door to the LA Convention Center. Yeah, so I think this proves that they don't count as coming to E3. Right. But they're next to E3. They're Bill like Spencer did say that Microsoft would have a presence at E3. But I think by that, he meant they were going to do what they did this year have a press conference and then something at the Microsoft theater. Right. Right. That's what I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think that they're not trading hands with the ESA at all. They're doing their own thing. Basically. Yeah. I mean, they must do something with the ESA cause they're literally right next door. And a lot of the things that are outside of the Staples center bleed into the things that are outside of the Microsoft uh, theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, they're they're there. They have the presence there, but it's like you know they're like uh, they're tailgating, basically. <laughs> basically, which I think is fine. Yeah, the less people going to E three, the better. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I had as a separate story at first, but it's in this article. Uh, uh, where oh, where did it go? There was a tweet from Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley is also not going to be. At E3. Yes. Mr. E3 himself. <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, he said... Oh, he did one of those little uh, note... Uh, yeah. Little screenshots of notes. I want to share some important news about my plans at E3 2020. A statement from Jeff Keeley on E3. He wrote his own name. He said that in... <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said that in uh, third person. Uh, for the past 25 years, I have attempted every, I have attended every Electronic Entertainment Expo covering, hosting, and sharing. E3 has always been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've debated what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I have made the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum which I guess was his thing. Yeah. Uh, for the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and at other events in the future. Uh, I think it's cool that he says uh, decline. That means he was mm-hmm. invited and said, no, thank you. Uh, and I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and other events in the future. I think that's another F you to E3. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm being like this. Because Jeff Keighley was one of the people who got, who was in the doxing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, last year, E3, oopsies, they spilled everybody's information online, their addresses and phone numbers. Uh, everybody, all of the media attending E3. Uh, so Jeff Keighley's like, screw you guys. I'm not supporting you. You are a terrible organization. Uh and that so that's that. Uh, uh, IGN followed up with him in a separate article. 
Um, they say Keeley didn't specify exactly what the show couldn't deliver for fans, referencing uh, his note. Uh, but it's likely that Sony's lack of involvement in E3 this year, as well as other developers' competing events, would form a major part of that difficulty. When asked if companies not taking part in the show were a primary motivation for stepping away, Keeley explained the lack of unity was a contributing factor, but there were a lot of other things that played into my decision. Uh, so I like still probably think, getting doxxed. Yeah, I think it's getting doxxed. But all, I mean, it could be that he's working with Sony and Sony's doing something around the same time. Well, Sony did something last year on their own too. They weren't a part of E3. Uh, yeah. EA hasn't been a part of E3 in years. Um, yeah, so I, it, it could be working with somebody else, but I think that it's most likely the doxing. Yeah. And I think many more uh, influencers and industry people should drop out of E3 specifically for that reason, because mm -hmm. they all got effed and the ESA needs to get effed back. Yeah. You know, there's no E3 without the media, right? Mm -hmm. To report on it, right? I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> E3 was made for the media. Yeah. And. You know, they basically said, screw the media. <laughs> These companies can release all the stuff on their own, too. Yeah. They don't need the media, but they also don't need E3 for that either. E3, it's not like they have a social media presence. It's the media that comes that has the social media presence. The yeah. ESA does not have the media presence. The companies themselves, like Microsoft and PlayStation and Nintendo, they have their own media presence. So they could just release all the stuff on their own. Nobody needs E3. I mean, if they were to find a way to reformat it so it would be more like a true convention, like a Comic-Con or even a Gamescom or a PAX, then they Just, might stand a chance. Because those technically, those conventions are in a similar situation. Companies can just release information on their own to YouTube or Twitter or whatever. But these are places where people can go and like experience the games and get a hands-on with it um, you know, for themselves before they actually go out and play them and buy them. And also too, is a great way to like interact with other like-minded fans. E3, you know, it acts like it's one of those, but, it, but at the same time, it also acts like it's not, it acts like it's this super elite special club that you're lucky if you're a part of. And if you are a part of it, well, you're going to have to uh, abide by our very archaic rule set. They should scrap the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And just be PAX. <laughs> just make up, just partner with PAX, make a PAX in LA at the same time as E3. Yeah. Because uh, E3 now is just a time where everybody releases all their information. Yeah. The convention doesn't even matter anymore because you don't need to be there in order to do anything. Yeah. There's also companies that release demos that day and date that you can play at home, which is yeah. awesome. Um. They're trying to be more like PAX, but PAX does it better because PAX has always been the way it is. You know, like yeah. E3 is this like big prestigious event where you get to preview games, but it's not prestigious if you let everybody in. Yeah. But they're still trying to be prestigious. They're still trying to be like a secret club, but not secret anymore. So it's yeah. like either be the secret club or be PAX. Don't be the middle. You're trying yeah. to, you're, it's in a weird transitionary period and they're not going all in, you know? Mm -hmm. Be all in or not at all. Uh, that dude says E3 is like X Games. It just stuck around too long. 
I watched the X Games recently, like as of last year, mm-hmm. uh, and it was bizarre watching it. Uh, there was the women's uh, skateboard competition. I watched that, and all the women who were doing really well were like thirteen. I could there imagine. was one woman competing who was my age. And for those of you playing at home, I'm 32, and she was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, that's not for me anymore. They have esports at the X Games now. Yeah, that's weird. That's an, that's another thing. Like, you're not going to be able to do that as good as other people who are already doing esports. Yeah, you know. Uh, we also got something from where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Uh, Niku Mihai says, "Wolf, what's the deal with the free Pokemon you get with Pokemon Home? I just got a Japanese named Pikachu. Yeah, everybody gets a Japanese named Pikachu. But if you get the app on your phone, you get to pick one of the Kanto starters, and they're not Japanese." Also, Corbin Welledge, thank you for being a member here on YouTube. And I'd like to address Cam Cap in the chat who says, Hey, Wolfden, I sent you a replica one-to-one Joy-Con that actually may be a uh, first good fake Joy-Con, and it looks just like a Joy-Con. I saw all your messages. You messaged me like a thousand times. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not looking at that. I already did the replica uh, Pro Controller. I know it's not going to be good. Um, uh, okay, that's uh, it for E3. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just looking up because I remember there was like a, a span of like two or three years where E3, instead of doing like the large scale event, they downsized and did like a much smaller thing where it was literally just they invited journalists to a hotel conference room to show off all the games. Uh, and I remember that was... Uh, harshly criticized like people didn't like that uh so they they eventually returned to the big spectacle that it is today and this time they allowed the public to come i feel like now going back to the hotel conference room uh model might be beneficial to <laughs> e3 uh, it's it's just the way that they allow the public in yeah. Because it hurts the media, the way that they do it. It hurts I, the media, and it treats the public like uh, criminals. Yeah. <laughs> they literally treat them like criminals. Like, uh, you can you can bring backpacks, but not that backpack. Yeah, Take that you, backpack off. You can't bring certain backpacks in. You can't bring cameras in unless the it's a camcorder <laughs> or yeah, your yeah. phone. It's uh, so dumb. You, you have to enter in certain time. It's just, it's... I've never been to a convention that is so oppressive <laughs> about information getting out. Like you're a convention. That's, that's people specifically made for information to get out. Yeah. Like you our jobs people to tweet out like, Hey, this, this is the resident evil booth. It's awesome. Or, Hey, I saw the uh, square Enix adventure uh, Avengers game. This is what I thought of it. P- Although Pax, that one, that one, they wouldn't let you uh, tweet about, probably because they knew it didn't look good. <laughs> Pax and ETH, uh, Pax and like Comic Con, they let you bring cameras, they let yeah. you do whatever. But in, they let you bring in the hugest backpacks. Yeah, and E three, an event that is made for the media for you to talk about everything that you see, doesn't let you bring cameras in if you're not media. 
it's, it's just, why or backpacks it's like how am i supposed to buy anything you know how yeah. am i supposed to get any of the swag home it's it, it's absolutely insane so like that's what we mean by they don't care about uh uh that's what i mean by it's not set up for uh regular consumers or like yeah. regular people I I think it's great to let everybody into E3. I think that would be great, but the way they do it is horrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can do it right unless they go all in and just be packs. They have to completely reinvent themselves. Like they either have to be packs or they have to be something like New York Toy Fair, which doesn't let the public come. They are specifically a um, media uh, trade show. They let the media come to see all the toys coming out. Uh, I guess that's why I never knew about it. Oh, well, no, I always knew about it. I never knew when it was happening. Like, right, I would, exactly. I would hear about like, it afterwards. You never know because only the media was allowed to go and see all the toys. But even then, you know, I'm sure they allow, you know, backpacks and cameras in so that you, people can take pictures and write, you know, about what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, E3 needs to either be packs or Toy Fair. They can no longer be this weird hodgepodge of the two of them. Yeah. And if they're going to be Toy Fair, don't do uh, f- what, you know, they usually do and have these big ass, you know, million dollar uh, booths, like scale it down, have like an, a modest size booth for every uh, company that's there, you know, because otherwise you give this illusion that it that it is a uh, like a Comic-Con or whatever. And it's not. I, I don't mind it being the grand spectacle, but it needs to be that and not both. Yeah. You know? Well, anyway, now, now speaking of, uh, speaking of booths and having a presence, you, you, uh, you better be loving this segue. Uh, uh, I'm Ninten- seeing where this goes. <laughs> Nintendo has little booths at airports. Now, uh, oh. travel meet adventure. Oh, travel, comma, meet adventure. <laughs> uh, beginning on February 13th, so tomorrow, at select airports in the U.S., travelers can enjoy the Nintendo Switch on-the-go pop-up airport lounge featuring playable Nintendo Switch titles, giveaways, and more. Interesting. And there's little pictures of what it looks like. And you can just freaking, it looks like just a, like a lounge where you can just pick up switches and just start yeah. playing. They got Mario Party set up with four Joy-Cons. So uh, they got little like couches and seats where you can sit down and just pick yeah. up a switch and start playing. Uh so this will not be available in every airport, obviously. No. The according to the website, uh tomorrow it will debut at the Dallas Love Field Airport in Dallas, Texas, in the West Terminal near gates 14 and 16. And that's until March 22nd, uh, right. 26th. So March, uh, yeah, uh, February 17th to March 29th. Uh, these will pop up in Dulles International Airport in Washington, D.C. Concourse B near West Entrance uh, exit next to gate B62. Uh, in the Seattle Tacoma International Airport, Seattle, Washington, Concourse C next to gate C10. And O'Hare International Airport, Chicago, Illinois, Terminal 1, Concourse B, between gates uh, B12 and B14. Maybe this is a good reason to go to Seattle, Will. Maybe. I wonder what flights are like to Seattle. 
Uh, I'm trying to th- see because whenever we visit my wife's family in Kentucky, we do have to stop at Dulles. And I'm trying to see if Concourse B is the concourse we stop at. <laughs> it is almost seven hours to go to Seattle. Did you know that? Yeah, it's like going to California. Is it seven hours to go to California? It's like so six. It's like five or six. Five or six, yeah. Uh, Delta, 200 bucks. Oh, but I don't want to go tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's that's round trip. Hold, wait, hold up, hold up a minute. All right, wait, uh, hold on. Uh, freaking, it's going like, uh, it's going like, uh, March here, you know? What airport do you stop at? Dulles. Dulles? Yeah. 200, it's 200 bucks. Is this round trip? I don't think this is round trip. Uh, This is round trip, 200 bucks. Oh, wow. Oh, no, Delta round trip, uh, 400 bucks. I gotta fly United. Ugh. Ugh. You don't even get a bag. Weak. JetBlue, three hundred bucks. Take a day trip over to Seattle. Yeah. Come back in twelve hours. <laughs> uh, so if you're flying at any time, make sure you check out one of these booths because it's yeah. pretty cool. Maybe you can play with uh, some other people. Play play a quick round of Mario Party. Uh, we got two dollars. From John Halstead, who says, isn't BlizzCon kind of BS too? I have never been to BlizzCon. Uh, I know people who have. And um, from what I gather, it's it it, it is basically BS. <laughs> <laughs> they they have I've, it's weird though, because it's like a convention, but also an esports tournament. Yes. QuakeCon is the same thing. I understand why BlizzCon would exist. They should probably lean more into the esports stuff because that's yeah. their thing. Well, I know BlizzCon and QuakeCon is the same way. They'll have uh, somebody from the company come out and do like a keynote speech. And then they'll have like, uh, you know, just rows and rows of computers where people can like play and compete against each other. And then I guess they have like booths and stuff that you can like walk around and see like all the other, you know, crap that people are selling. In theory, that sounds cool. Yeah. I think they just have a lot of like the press conferences aren't good and people like there's a lot of memes that come out of those. Right. Uh, director of Rec 44 says, uh, will you ever be on the Spawncast? You'd be a great addition. I've been on there like three times. They do it on Saturdays. It's so it's like such an inconvenient day to do it. You've yeah. done it enough times where you got on their shirt. Yeah, I don't get any residuals for that. But yeah. I just want to let you know. They made another shirt and I'm not on it. Oh, there you go. But I mean, I've only been on it three times. So I don't think I should be on the shirt. Um, Oblivion, I love your videos. Thanks, dude. Uh, was there another super chat? No. No, uh, I guess not. No, I, I'm just looking at. It. I think chats are coming in late for me. Uh, Joe Ayrts says Mario Kart is going to be prime at those booths. Uh, yeah. One time, I think it was on the way to E3. Uh, I, I was with Greg, our buddy Greg, who looks mm-hmm. like uh that (laughs) and he uh just there's a random kid must have been like a teenager and he saw greg had his switch and he's like hey you want to play mario kart and he's like yeah okay and he just played mario kart with this kid and i hid the whole time um all right this is the last no we got two more stories yeah oh well technically three because we got to talk about sonic yeah 
Uh, you put this in here. EA will did. move Need for Speed development back to Criterion. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, EA will return Need for Speed franchise to UK Game Studio Criterion. This is per GameIndustry.biz. Um, .biz, so you know they're important. Uh, current franchise leader Ghost Games in uh, Gothenburg is set to become EA Gothenburg once again, pending Swedish Union approval. The studio re will refocus itself as an engineering hub support development uh, across EA's portfolio, EA told GameIndustry.biz that the engineering expertise in our Gothenburg team, some of whom are architects of the Frostbite engine, is vital to a number of our ongoing projects and they would remain in that location. As for the Ghost Games creative team, EA is looking to transfer many of the staff to positions at Criterion and other places within the wider organization. Uh, however, 30 roles remain at risk. Outside of the engineers and those that we plan to transfer to other positions, there would be 30 additional staff in Gothenburg, and we would hope to place as many of them as possible in other roles within the company. Uh, Ghost Games has been the franchise home for Nice for Speed for the last four games. Uh, 2013's Need for Speed Rivals, the 2015 reboot, uh, 2017's Need for Speed Payback, and last year's Need for Speed Heat. Uh, side note, when Need for Speed Heat came out, everybody I knew, like everybody I saw on the internet was like, there's a Need for Speed game out? Yeah. Well, I only knew about it because of the, oh, was it Payback? No, it was Heat. I only knew about it because it, it, uh, people got sponsored videos from it. Yeah. It's the only reason I knew about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never heard of Ghost Games before. Yeah, they were the company created to pretty much just make Need for Speed games. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, like, I mean, I haven't played any of their Need for Speed games, but my understanding is they there were nothing special. Right. Like, they were either, they were like, you know, satisfactory to not bad. Uh, but in contrast... Uh, Criterion is known for creating the Burnout series of video games and had previously developed two Need for Speed titles, 2010's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and 2012's Need for, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Oh, I thought they did more than that. They only did those two. And wow. having played and owned those two, I can tell you that those are two of the best racing games <laughs> of that generation. They so, are incredible. The reason why we're very excited about this is because Criterion, yeah, did the Burnout series and Burnout yeah. is an amazing racing game yeah burnout uh, 3 and burnout revenge are objectively the best racing games ever made uh burnout paradise um after all the updates and stuff is also very good and most wanted and hot pursuit at least their versions of it are excellent uh i played the hell out of need for speed most wanted I, like this is why i like um asphalt because it's just burnout yes uh and i know um, the the founders of Criterion left to do another to make another studio, and they developed Dangerous Driving, which is oh. pretty much just Burnout without the license. I have not heard of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's unfortunate that up to thirty people could possibly lose their job, uh, due to the the shift going from Ghost Games to EA Gothenburg. Uh, but hopefully, this means that. The Need for Speed franchise, which there's a, like hundreds of Need for Speed games, um, and when yeah, they, they were, I mean, it's EA, man, they're running the franchise to the ground. Like I know, but like the two that Criterion made were just so next level. Dangerous Driving is uh, is just burnout. Yeah, it's not even like yeah. 
a little different. This well, is just burnout. Hot Pursuit, Criterion's Hot Pursuit uh, was basically Burnout 2, mm-hmm. where it was like cops and, you know, street racers. And that was a lot of fun. Because, like, you, there were two campaigns. You played one mission as the cops and one mission as the street racers. And what was really cool about that game was the autolog feature where, you know, you'll play the game and you'll get notifications of, like, your other friends playing, telling you what their progress is. And then you can go and play those missions and, like, try to beat them. And at certain points, you can you can enter in their race that they're already in and try and sabotage them. That's freaking cool. It was incredible. And then they took that and they added it to Hot Pers- um, to Most Wanted. But Most Wanted was an open world game. So, like, you can go anywhere on the map to start your races or, like, take whatever paths you want to complete the races. And there were cops in that game, but you didn't play as them. They were just another adversary in your way to being the best street racer. I, I'm... I'm excited to play another Need for Speed yeah. game after uh, after this situation. I'm a little upset that uh, Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted were not made backwards compatible on Xbox One. Uh, I mean, Burnout Paradise is, and they eventually did a remaster of Burnout Paradise. Um, but the fact that we're getting more Criterion-made racing games, um, that excites me. <laughs> um, I hope the soundtrack's good. <laughs> yeah the soundtracks were pretty good for their need for speed games soundtrack um, for burnout was uh on par with tony hawk with yeah. the tony hawk soundtrack yeah it was great they had the matches how yes. you beat that they had uh sahara hot nights they had franz ferdinand they had unwritten law that's good stuff i think it was just one of the warp tour cds yeah for that <laughs> year they just took the warp tour cd and was like let's just license all yeah. of these songs uh hey we got a two dollar super chat from alolan jojo who says would you make a bid for the nintendo playstation what makes you think i have that kind of money (laughs) yeah so we don't have it in the keep but the nintendo playstation is officially now up for auction what's it at uh i will check it's gonna be i'm gonna guess three hundred thousand, and that's low hold on my i gotta stop using chrome because all it does is take up RAM and everything goes super slow. While you do that, we also got a new member here, a really depressed fish. Thank you for being a member here. How's it going? How you doing? Good to see you. Okay. Uh, no, that's from December. That dude also wants to bring back Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Ayrt says Billy Talent. Yes, they were on yes. the, the Burnout soundtrack. Yeah. And also the Warp Tour soundtrack for that year. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's only about $15,000. Get out of here. That's, I mean, that must be the start. Well, you want to go halvesies? I might. You want to go halvesies on the on a Nintendo All PlayStation? Right. So this is an Ars Technica article. The, the time stamp is 8.45 p.m. Um, and as of press is time. Is it on eBay? Eric- Heritage Heritage Auctions. Oh, I, I've used that for comic book art before. Yeah, Dr- uh, Heritage Auctions is up to a bid of fifteen thousand six hundred dollars with twenty two days to go. Dude, that's I. We could we could scrap some we could we scrap totally some could we thing. could do a GoFundMe for this. It could, I, I all right. 
I mean, <laughs> that's that's such a low. Come on, man. Shocking. It's gonna low. go up a lot. This has this you has thought- to be the most sought after piece of gaming hardware ever. Right, but you would think something like this would be much higher than that by now. How many days has it been up? Uh, I don't think it's been up that. I think it went up today. Uh, Heritage auction, yeah, dude. Buyers premium eighteen thousand. What is this? To each successful bid for the sake for this sale, twenty percent of the successful bid. What you have to pay a premium to get it? A buyer's premium will add and it will be added to each successful bid for for this sale. Twenty percent of the successful bid, minimum nineteen dollars per lot. So I guess it's just like an additional twenty percent of what the the current bid is. Minimum next bid sixteen thousand. Yeah. Still, that's uh, that's gonna, insanely low. Gonna dip into the business fund here, Will. <laughs> now here's the thing. We, let's okay. Let's say company card. We get we get the Nintendo PlayStation. How do we make that money back? <laughs> do we do we insure it and then let people rent it? That sounds like a bad idea. That sounds like a very bad idea. The thing is, this thing belongs in a museum. Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> make a video on it obviously. obviously but then then i mean we're not going to make fifteen thousand dollars on one video no unless we not. get a sponsor yes i'm going to call up satisfy how can we put a grip on this <laughs> <laughs> all right well th- th- 22 days left there's no way there's- yeah how could this be less than $300,000? This is like shameful. This Right now, this is less than an NES gold cart. And there are more NES gold carts out there than there are of this thing. There's one of this thing. Exactly. The person, the previous owner of this just let people play it at like yeah. conventions and stuff, which is crazy. I'm like upset that this is so cheap. <laughs> and I'm stressed out. Yeah, <laughs> stressed out thinking. Do I have to spend fifteen thousand dollars right now? Will? But there's no way. There's no way. It could be less than a hundred thousand at the end. There's no yeah. way. That's crazy. Why isn't the angry video game nerd like jump like drooling over himself right now? I know. Or like Pat the NES punk. Yeah, like those guys could easily get yeah. this thing. I'm gonna hit up Screen Wave. All right, you gotta yeah. shut up out there. We get it. Somebody's dying, but die quieter um screen wave should buy this and just let all of us use it yeah they make their money back gadget mike 21 says let's spawn wave rip it apart <laughs> if, hey, if he wants to go halvesies he can rip it apart when i'm done yeah um all right well anyway uh hey bioware is officially redesigning anthem wow yeah okay real quick uh Remember Anthem? Get your damn hands up. Of course not. Uh, players criticized the game's lack of content and poor loot progression system and the lack of certain endgame content available for the launch of the game only made things worse. But after a year of updates for the game, Bioware has announced that it is slowing down production on Anthem in order to redesign the whole thing. 
The team is going to work to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards. Uh, this is according to the official blog post that they posted. Um, not going to read the whole thing. I'll just read the summary by Polygon. Uh, the team will also work to preserve the game's flying and combat mechanics, with many which may, many players enjoyed. Anthem is also Anthem will also be online in its current state until the design is ready for launch. Bioware will continue to run in-game events, refresh the store, and will occasionally revisit past seasonal and cataclysmic content. Uh, so the remaining Anthem players will have something to do while they wait for the new version of the game. Um. So that's nice that they're reworking this game. I never got a chance to play Anthem. It looked really cool, and I bet you it's all right. But it, it got very bad reception when it first came out. I, I, th I think it's one of those games where it should have been better than it was because this is Bioware making like a Destiny uh, Apex Legends style game, and it just it wasn't up to their standards. Um, so, and like they, they put not only Bioware, but EA put a lot of eggs in this basket and yes. for it to not hit the way the either company wanted to is kind of embarrassing. And this is after, you know, things like, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda didn't go very well for either company. Um, this was after the, the Battlefront 2 debacle, uh, which EA like is still trying to get over. I think when Mass Effect uh, Andromeda came out, um, there was a lot of bad press and people just hated on it mm -hmm. for the memes. Uh, and I guess if you're a fan of Mass Effect, there's a lot of changes that uh, might be a problem. Mm -hmm. I like the game. I've barely ever played Mass Effect, so I, I liked Andromeda. Uh, I think people were mad at Anthem before it came out because... Bioware was spending time on this game instead of making uh, Mass Effect better. Right. And so that, they were already hate, they already went into it like, I don't want to like this game. Um, but then again, I didn't play it, so I don't know how well, I, it really I, is. I'm pretty sure this is one of those games that had um, it did have like noticeable problems that uh, could have been fixed in development if there was more time spent on it. Mm -hmm. um, also it was one of those too, things where it dropped uh, early access or like, you know, like a beta. Yeah. Like, like, like we're going to add features later type of thing. Yeah. Also too, this is one of those games where um, they use the frostbite engine. And yes. if you, if you're unaware the frostbite engine uh, is EA's proprietary engine, it was made to make battlefield games and nothing else. But EA, uh, has decided that that's going to be used for every game they make, regardless of whether or not it's a first-person military shooter. Is that a Dice engine? Yeah, they, Dice they... made that. Dice made that engine specifically for Battlefield games, but EA wants it to be used for Madden and FIFA and Mass Effect. Yeah, and you and... can tell. You yeah. can tell that it's not made. EA needs to put more money into making that engine more versatile instead yeah. of just being like, "Oh, it can run Battlefield. It can run anything." Yeah, uh, that was one of the reasons why uh, the Amy Henning Star Wars game, mm -hmm. why that was canceled because they had to use Frostbite and it was such a pain in the ass to work with, they never got anywhere. Well, th th they made part of it first and then they were like, cool, now do it all in Frostbite. That that one little demo we saw of the guy like walking out of the, the storefront, he put his hand on the wall and see TIE fighters go by. Yeah. 
that's all they had for months because they like frostbite was such a hard engine to work with that's 1313 we're talking about no um no. it's the one the dead space guys were working on that wasn't 1313 that wasn't 1313 what was it what uh was it, it the code name was ragtag it was the visceral game star wars game that wasn't 1313? No. 1313 was back when it was still LucasArts. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, now yeah. I remember. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that footage. It, it, I'm afraid it to show really, it. It really was a blink and you miss it. Like okay. showing. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, Sam Loveridge, which is uh, from GamesRadar, editor-in-chief, um, yeah. tweeted... Uh, decided to have a dip back into Anthem. The fact that all the Christmas decorations are still up made it feel even sadder. And this was February 7th and the Christmas decorations were still up in the game. I feel like that says a lot about the state of this game. It does. I threw out my Christmas tree like middle of January and that was late. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's sad. It's freaking February 7th when this tweet came out. All right. Uh, oh, this is the time, Will. We reached that point in the podcast. We get to talk about it. Guys, we saw the Sonic movie. We sure did. We'll, we will not spoil it. No. Un, unless we get to a point, and then we'll warn you. Yeah. I liked it. However, it is not a good movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, it, it's not a dumpster fire. Let's just get this out of the way right now. It, it was a competent, competently made film. It's just that it is on the lower end of the kids' film spectrum. There's like a it's lot. Not, it, it doesn't have much for adults, is what you No. Uh, and it, it's one of those kids' films that, like, think that kids uh, are not that smart. So they try to keep like the humor and the dialogue and, um, you know, the themes of it very basic. Yeah. And there's some cringe there. There's, there's a lot of cringe, uh, but it's, it's watchable. Like at at no point during the movie that I sit there and go like, I need to leave. You sound like you're underwater for some reason. It's you. You're back. Okay. Uh, there were parts of the movie I did enjoy, and there were even parts of the movie I found pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I just, and I was sitting next to two kids, and they were loving the hell out of it. Yeah, they were going nuts. There were people running up and down the aisles, like, kids yeah. were having a blast, and the kids were laughing at, like, all of the dumb jokes. Yeah. Um, What I liked about it was all of the Sonic stuff, like, all the callbacks to other games, and, yeah. like, uh... You know, it's cool to see stuff like that on the big screen. Um, Sonic, it's not like he has, like, a great story. <laughs> it's not like, you know, like, you watch the game yeah. or, or even the the uh, the OVA, the, 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 what was it? Or any of the cartoons. No, 2000, like, the 2000 yeah. movie. Um, that movie's great, but it's not like a... It's it's not like a master... It's not like a cinematic masterpiece. I just like it because it's Sonic and it's a movie, yeah. you know? Um but so it's cool to see that type of stuff brought into the big screen. And I'd be like, oh, that's a cool callback to that. That's a cool callback to that. 
Um, and I, I love the way they set it up for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, I think that yeah. I'm excited to see the next movie and where they take it from here. Um, but there are so many problems with the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, but like as a movie, like yeah. Jim Carrey was not that good. In it. Yeah. It's shockingly. He was, he had one part that was cool. It's the part where he's dancing. That was like on Conan. You see, see I didn't even, I didn't even think that was that good. I liked the line where it's in one of the trailers. It, it's, it sounds weird because Jim Carrey is like talking to uh, James Marsden and it was something along the lines of like, while well, you were sucking down formula, I was getting my PhD and whatever. And James Marston goes, I was breastfed. And that like, they left that in the trailer. Like I'm supposed to be funny. But then Jim Carrey immediately afterwards says something like, Oh, uh, well, I'm an orphan. So now you made me feel bad. Yeah. Like that was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I heard you all laugh at that, but I don't know. It's like everything else he did. It was like, he was trying too hard. It was like they just cool. let him go and they were like, do whatever, dude. You're Jim Yeah. Carrey. And like that worked in the 90s. <laughs> Nowadays, like j- like that type of Jim Carrey humor would have been better suited for like a sidekick. Yes. I, I just I I just think they were they were just like, oh, we're making a Sonic movie. All right, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah. But it, I said when we left, I was like, that's about as good as a Sonic movie can be. <laughs> like, because... <laughs> Sonic fans are used to being disappointed. Yeah. Sonic fans are used to... Uh, I mean, it's like... We like trashy stuff. Like, that's yeah. why we like Sonic, you know? Like, uh, like Sonic Adventure 2 doesn't play well right now. Yeah. But I would love to play it, you know? I'm not, it's not like a, a masterpiece in gaming, but it's, it's still one of my favorite games. Yeah. I would say that this is the best Sonic movie that Hollywood can do mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, cause they did this typical, Oh, a uh, creature from another world hangs out on earth, does a whole lot of fish out of water stuff. He's paired with an exasperated human. Um, look at all the wacky hijinks that they get into. Yeah. I hate that. Like why does it have to be fish out of water? Exactly. Like if they had stuck with, you know, Sonic on his home world doing stuff there and like, uh, you know, he, he interacts with like characters from his home world and the whole movie takes place there. That would have been fine. That would, that would have probably gone a lot further than, because the thing is like, they don't think that we can associate, we can accept a movie that doesn't have a relatable human protagonist. So that's why they create, you know, a character like James Marston's character, which is ridiculous because yeah. why is the character so popular at all exactly. in order to warrant a movie? Exactly. You know, it's like the Monster Hunter thing. Like Monster Hunter is doing the same thing. They're like trying to bring like soldiers into it for some yeah. reason. Like, oh look, it's a fish out of water. Um, this isn't really a spoiler. <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time. Yeah. In the very beginning, there's. I mean, you see it in the trailer. There's, he's, yeah. he's running around in his home world. Yeah. Stretch that out for like another half an hour. You know, that yeah. was the, my favorite part of the movie. That was that was really good. You get to see. You know. Not to give anything away, but you don't do give get... away who you see on that planet because that I would have been mad if I heard about that before. Yeah, um, but it's a cool nod to the games. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Do. Like yeah. the stuff there, I was like, that's awesome. I love seeing that. But yeah. you only see it for like five minutes and then it's gone. Yeah. And so and there's a lot. Your buddy who came with us, uh, what he was getting he, food. He yeah, missed all that. <laughs> He was waiting online for, uh, to get my breakfast, basically. He missed all the, the good stuff. 
but he really liked the movie. Wow. Like he liked it more than we did. Is he even a Sonic fan? Uh, not as much as us. So I brought my friend Pacini. Yeah. And the second the credits rolled, he turned to me and went, wow, that sucked. <laughs> And I was like, I liked it. I thought it was good. It, it's it's definitely not going to be a movie for everybody. Yes. If you if you have no connection to Sonic the Hedgehog, don't see this movie at all. No, you're not going to like it. If you do have a connection with Sonic the Hedgehog, understand that if that connection is Genesis era, you're probably not going to connect with this movie as much as like a younger kid who grew up with like Sonic Boom or Sonic Colors or anything like that. I don't know. But, I think maybe. I think maybe you'll have a little bit of a connection. You, you'll get some of like the cute references and stuff, but it, it would be like the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies. Mm-hmm. Like any any love you have for those films are solely based on your nostalgia for the old cartoon yes. rather than the fact that those are good movies. Yes. Uh, but the thing about Sonic fandom is that they like trash. <laughs> so they're they're going to eat this thing up. Yeah, you know? like it's gonna get bad reviews, but no, the, yeah, there will definitely be a cult following around. around there's this gonna be sure. huge cult following. Sure. All the characters in it, and st- I mean, they should have capitalized on that. They should have yeah. made up some characters, make a Gray the Hedgehog or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited to see. I hope it gets a sequel because yeah, they, and they I hope set the it up really well. Follows up from the way they set it up because yeah, you know, it's potent that it has the potential to possibly leave earth and go mm-hmm. back to sonic's home world and maybe make the movie that we actually want to see or or a world that is in the games yes so that's another great callback that i'm excited for yeah um there is a scene after the uh what do you call those the 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 graphic credits what do you call those oh the f- there's like a mid credit scene. Yeah, there's a mid credit scene, yeah. Yeah, and then they and then they're, they're, they they play that terrible song. Yeah, oh, the the Wiz Khalifa song. Yeah, they play yeah. that. It is awful. The the animations are cool though. Yeah. That song is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh my god, no. I mean, it's not good. You it's thought it was going to be worse than that? How could it yeah. be? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't They got Shirani on it. Yeah, but you know, for what it is, like that could have been so much worse. I don't I don't know. I think it's really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm never gonna want to listen to it again. It's you know what it is? It's the verses that are the worst part. Yeah. I don't know who these people are either. It's like how do they how do these people get this job to <laughs> be to like, you know, be a frontman <laughs> yeah. or like to be a vocalist? How did you get this job? You're not even trying. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's what the kids are into these days. Also, this is a spoiler. Sonic flosses twice. Yeah. Uh, and and, uh, and I, you that, audibly went. <sighs> that's the only like that was the hardest I cringed. Uh, yeah. Everything else I gave a pass to because I'm like, that's just Sonic. But the flossing, yeah. I was like, no, thank I'll you. say this. I like Ben Schwartz's Sonic a lot. Like, yeah. I thought he was a great Sonic. My one complaint is the way he's written. Yeah. Sonic is typically more like a Bugs Bunny character. He's very sarcastic. Um, he's very mischievous, uh, but he's not a motor mouth. Despite the fact that he all he does is run fast, he's not yeah saying everything that comes to his head every two minutes. More like a Spider Man. 
Yeah, more like a Spider-Man. More like I always equate him to Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny would always just, you know, he would never say everything a mile a minute. He would say something when the situation called for it. Right. Like he knew how to make fun of somebody uh, at the right time. Uh, he wasn't badass enough. He was a little too clueless. He was, yeah, he, it wasn't enough of that 90s attitude. <laughs> yeah, we need more I, attitude. That's what we need. Yeah. Oh, hopefully in the sequel. Yeah. I mean, look, they, they got people like Tyson Hesse, people who are like really into the character. They got them involved really late. Yeah. Because they wanted to backtrack and make and redo the character design. So maybe in the sequel, they can get them involved early. Yeah. And actually make a good movie. They they also uh left out Sega. Like Sega came when they released the trailer, Sega came out and was like, We have no involvement in this leaders yeah. out of this. Um hopefully if people come out and say that the movie that they actually like the movie, then maybe Sega can actually get involved. Uh speaking of which, real quick, on YouTube, this was posted three hours ago on Paramount Pictures YouTube channel. There's a how to draw Sonic video. Is it Sonic or Sonic? Sonic. And I'm trying to see if it is Tyson Hesse drawing it or if it's just some. Yeah, it's Tyson Hesse. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I would play it, but it's Paramount, so I don't want to get. on my watch later list. I don't want to get beamed. Yeah. Uh, SpazTag asks something that I need to clarify. He says, wait, flossed his teeth to show that they changed them or the cringy dance? The cringy dance. Yeah, the Fortnite dance. The Fortnite that, dance. That's bothersome because. You know, that's them saying, oh, Fortnite's popular, and he does, th- and, and that's Bob doing it. There there he goes. Like, share, subscribe, everybody. <laughs> that's cringy because they're like, oh, kids play Fortnite, so let's stick a Fortnite reference yeah. in here. Fortnite's a play game. Sonic. This is a game. Yeah. Fortnite's a game. Kids play Fortnite. We want kids to like this. Yeah. And then he does it. Hey, kids like Sonic already. He doesn't need to freaking do Fortnite dances i know oh also the second the movie started the sega logo came up and i went woo and i was the only one <laughs> nobody followed up i would have if the sega logo had the sega chime like mm. the people saying sega or sega or even like the current games where they're just like sega any of that but no any didn't. of that but no it's just like quietly there was I didn't even know there was a tone. I was too busy yeah. cheering. All right. So if you like Sonic, go see the movie. I would say if you have kids, go see the movie. If not, if you're just a Sonic fan, rent go it. Go see it. I say see it. If you're a Sonic fan and you like a lot of Sonic, go see it. Uh, yeah. You will like I, this movie. I would say you might, you'll probably be better off renting it or seeing it on TV or Netflix or whatever. Because it, I it's definitely not a go run out and see a type of movie. However, if you do come across it, you will not be dis like, not that you won't be disappointed, but you won't <laughs> have, necessarily have a bad time with it. Uh, if you have your own or have ever had your own Sonic OC, go see this movie in theaters. Yes, right when it comes out. That's yes. what I'm saying. If you willingly purchased Sonic Forces. Go see this movie. If you're that type of Sonic fan, yeah. then you will like this movie. Otherwise, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, the Sonic 2000 movie, uh, the 
animation is free on um, uh, YouTube. Just look it up. Nice. So watch that. <laughs> it's free. It's an hour long. And honestly, it's probably just as good, if not better, because the animation yeah. is gorgeous. Uh, so watch that. There's, there's also a slight callback to that movie. Actually, maybe two or three callbacks to that movie. Um, we debated this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bring it up, but uh, yeah. I think I was completely wrong about that. <laughs> but there are callbacks to that movie. At least one. Um, all right, now we're done. That's it. We did everything. Yes. Uh, now we'll do the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Uh, I have a bunch of videos here. I oh, mean, a bunch geez. of tweets here. Uh, the tweet of the week is this one. It is uh, from Unusual Videos. It's a, It's been going the rounds. It's just a guy who, like, I guess he's playing, like, bocce ball or something. What is this, cricket? <laughs> he just falls for, like, a billion years. <laughs> it takes him, like, a thousand years to actually fall. And he, he falls across an entire gymnasium. <laughs> it's like he purposely knew when to hit the Wait, wall. I'm going to I'm going to count his steps. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 9 and then his face hits the wall. <laughs> it's just like oh, I'm going to keep going until I hit the wall. Uh oh. I turned the audio on. I did not want to do that. Uh there's I got more stuff here. So the Grammys happened? No, the Academy Awards? The Academy Awards happened. The Academy Awards. On Grammys the, the music one. I yeah. That. Uh, Theo Vaughn tweeted, how the hell did Live PD not win an Oscar? Get it? No. You, get it? you don't know what Live PD is? No. It's cops. Like, why didn't cops win an Oscar? Oh. It's a joke. Donkey also tweeted, man, it still got robbed. <laughs> and then I put this one here. Mark Hoppus on February 8th, which was Saturday, tweeted okay. sorry can't tonight i'm watching the apple tv screensavers and i liked it i found this going through my liked uh tweets yes the next day without realizing it i sat at your house and stared at the apple tv screensavers yes and we were debating whether or not they were real right the dolphin one is without a doubt fake as hell i don't know i think it's just the way like the cameras they used like they, so fa- the lighting they... just looks too fake. I don't know. The LA one looked real. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the father like... was like, "That's fake," but I, he can't see well. Yeah, I'm sure they like they futz with the color saturation. Like, I'm sure they no messed end. with it a lot, but yeah, I, it just did not look real. All right. Well, now we're gonna talk to you people. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Real quick, a really depressed fish became a member on YouTube. I thought I, don't I, think I we said read that. something about that before. Well, anyway. Yes. Uh, underscore in the uh, mod chat over here says don't worry will i got your good charlotte reference oh yeah <laughs> anthem uh so on twitter using the hashtag wolfton live we got monster jams 69 nice 
who says, hello, Bob and Will. I don't know if this will make it, but it's worth a try. But how come you guys don't do these those spoiler-free slash spoiler-review videos like you used to do for Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad? I like those videos and hearing your thoughts on movies. I think there's two reasons why we don't do them. Uh, one, we try not to, we try our best not to upload too many videos that we know aren't going to do good. Right. <laughs> and two, um, we just don't really, uh, have the time to do that. Yeah. Cause Will usually doesn't even see movies when they come out anymore. Yeah. I, I've been really bad at that, uh, especially recently. Like I still haven't seen Birds of Prey. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that. Like if I'm we're going to the problem, if we're going to do those types of videos, we need to see the movie immediately when it's yeah. out and then immediately make a video and upload it. Yeah. Um, we can't do that days after the movie's out. It's just not worth I, it. I feel like also too, like the movie reviews kind of got swallowed up by Wolf Den live. Yes. Like if we both see a movie, like especially because like, I don't go see the movies on Thursday night. Like it gives us time to collect our thoughts, and we come and we we ex- express our opinions here, the, the rather than that you know making just, a completely separate video for it's it. It's usually a week late. We got really lucky yeah. with Sonic that we got to see it early. But, yes, um, and we only got to see it early because our, our we have in, uh, a family member that works at Paramount. I don't wanna, yes, I don't want to dox him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that, I think we did those before Wolf Den Live was a thing. Correct. Yeah, so yeah, now we have time to air our thoughts here. Yeah. And it honestly Wolfden Live would probably get more views than an actual yeah. discussion. And plus now we have uh Wolfden clips where Eric Henley can just cut it out and basically do the same thing. That's true, and he should for that one, because yeah, that'll co- go up. Actually, no, it'll probably go up when the movie comes out. I'm gonna tell him yeah. to do that one first. James Kidd says, hey, bros, big Game Boy fan. Between the Retron Jr. and the Analog Pocket, do you think 2020 is the year of the Game Boy? Any news on either console? I think that this year is a very good year for the Game Boy. Yes. I think there is a chance we're getting a Game Boy Classic, and that would just make it the... That would that would make it the year of the Game Boy. If they do, I mean, I would have no choice but to get it because I am, like, the biggest... Uh, Asshole. Yes, uh, I, I am the biggest disbeliever in the fact that one is one is coming out, or at least like, give us Nintendo Switch Online Game Boy games. I think yes. that we have a chance of that because yeah, oh, absolutely. It, it, it seems like every year that we're going to get a new console. I mean, yeah, on Nintendo Switch Online, but I mean, who knows? They they can't they they stop releasing games on a monthly basis, so they could just yeah. not release anything this year. Yeah. Uh, sort of related i don't know if you saw but uh analog is finally releasing the uh genesis adapters for the mega sg uh what is that those are um the adapters so you can play game gear games um sg 1000 games um master system card games like pretty much any additional like retro sega system you can like get the adapter put it in the mega sg and you can play it on tv very interesting. They were supposed to come out like around the launch, but they got delayed. Um, and now you buy them in a bundle of three for fifty bucks. I would love to play Sonic Chaos on the TV. I know. I only kind of want the Game Gear one because that's all I have games for. Yeah, but it might be worth getting regardless. Because 
we currently have no way to play Game Gear games. Right. Uh, that reminds me. I, I, I was supposed to send our Game Gear over to uh, uh, Retro Future. Mm. But I got to send it to Jersey and not the one that's over here. Oh, oh, that Jersey. The old Jersey. Ah. Uh, gags at on the, uh, AHN podcast gags. Uh, do you think we'll ever see that rumored retro Star Fox racing game? No. I think yeah. we would if it was real. I don't think it's real. I no, think that- there was there was a um a design doc or something. They I, were developing a Star Fox racing game. I think game. it was fake. I think it was proved fake. <sighs> I'll look it up because I, I I don't think it got very far. Like, I think they did a, a concept phase and then just dropped it for something else. I know they had a list of what was going to be in a Nintendo Direct, and that was one of them. And it was like, of course, that's fake because that didn't happen. And a lot yeah. of the other games in there were just completely debunked. While you look that up, Mr. Meech says, I went and saw Birds of Prey tonight. It wasn't great, but it wasn't an awful movie by any means. Way better than The Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman, uh, but much more mediocre than the good DC movies. Uh, McGregor stole the show. Six out of ten. I do want to see that movie. Yeah, I, it's I kind am of upsetting hearing... that it's doing so bad. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying it's great. Yeah, everybody I know who saw it said it was really good. Um, they're saying like the the fight scenes are like incredible. Mm-hmm. All right, it's like a, a lot of bayonetta action. Yeah. Uh, last week's Wolf Den Live, we got Santorio. Uh, I don't click on articles or rumor sites based on gaming or nerd culture anymore. I just wait until Wednesday for the Wolf Den Live. Never disappointed. Good on you. Gotcha for that. Here, the information distilled through us, so we can tell you if it's garbage or not. Yep. Uh, super. I like potatoes. Wolfden Live is just two cute long boys <laughs> Googling stuff. How could you not like this? I mean, really, yeah. Boys. We're doing your work for you. <laughs> we are a couple of long boys. Yeah. Long, hairy boys. Long, hairy boys. EPS 5000. Woo-hoo. Hello, fellow toilet gamer. People look at me weird when I say I play a Switch on the toilet. I thought he was going to say, people look at me weird when I'm playing my Switch on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Why else, you know, make a portable system if not for the fact that you want people to play it everywhere? And that includes the toilet. That was the first thing I thought about when I heard about the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Also, that's the first thing I did when I got my Wii U. I took the gamepad right into the toilet. Exactly. Because it was on the other, side, other wall, you know, and it reached. If If anybody says that, if anyone looks at you funny for playing your Switch on the toilet, you look at them dead in the eye and say... Don't act like you don't look go on your phone while yeah. on the toilet because everybody does it. Everyone. I don't care who you are. You you go into the bathroom, you bring your phone, and you look at it. What about those so, people who go to the urinal and then pull out their phones? Like, look, do whatever you want on, in your own toilet. But see, do not pull your phone out in a public bathroom for, for security reasons for everybody else in the bathroom. That one. But, but also... That's just weird and rude. That's that's a dangerous game. Get your business done and then get the hell out of the bathroom. I don't necessarily think it's it's weird or rude. I think that you're playing a very dangerous game if you pull your phone out at a urinal because you it's, run the risk of dropping that thing in the toilet. It's just like, man, you're doing you're you're busy right now. 
<laughs> you know, and a, a, that a, can whatever's happening there can wait until you're done. Yeah, it's gonna pee, take a, it's gonna take no longer than a minute and a half to yeah, get it a out. Pee is relatively quick compared to a poo. A poo? So, you're in a stall. Do whatever you want in there. I don't care. Yeah. But you're in a you're at a urinal, in and out. Get out of there. And whoever's on the other end of that phone, they can wait. Yeah. Unless you're talking on the phone, that's a different story. That you're a little weird if you do that too. But I'll let that slide. Um. Johnny the Power Slave says, "Don't understand how a grown man can play the switch. It's clearly for children." <laughs> you're watching. How yeah. did you find this channel? <laughs> Milshank Jones says this survey is fake news. No one asked me. Uh, he's talking about the survey from PlayStation. Yeah. That talks about how they wanted to get PlayStation games on the Switch. All right. Now we're in the real chat. Yes. The live uh, chat. Real Hello. quick. Um, I found a Game Informer article from 2018 about the Star Fox racing game. And uh, according to them, Eurogamer found a Reddit post um, describing a game that was like Diddy Kong Racing mixed with F-Zero that Retro Studios was developing. Diddy Kong mixed with F-Zero? Yeah. Interesting. I just got a weird buzzing in my headphones, and I think it's translating onto the mic. I got a lot of problems today. Yeah. So right now, yeah, Star Fox Racing is just rumor and speculation. There's nothing concrete, but that is rumor. I, I think I think that it's possible that it's not a thing. I think it's possible that it might have been concept, but yes. not move past that. They need to make a Star Fox game and make it good. They There's no reason a, not to make a good Star Fox game right they now. They need to make a Star Fox game. They need to make an F-Zero game. I don't know about F-Zero. It's been how long? I'm a big Captain Falcon fan. That's the thing. I like, think F-Zero is the time has passed. I don't think so. I think there's always a place for racing games, and F-Zero is a specific kind where it's A, it's futuristic, and B, it's fast as hell. And the, you don't, we don't really have that I right now. All I racing think, games are either Mario Kart or Gran Turismo. You need to make it a little more complex than what it is. I mean, it, I don't know how much more complex it can be other than you know, whipping through a loop-de-loop at the speed of sound. It's it's a very F Zero is a very straightforward game. Yeah. It's it's just a very fast racing game. Yeah, which for some people that's enough. I, I think you, you make the tracks com- you make the tracks complex and interesting enough that shouldn't be a problem. I don't know. I think I think I think there's a lot more room for a Star Fox game. I mean, Star yeah, Fox there is. Because there's more to do in a Star Fox. Game. Star Fox Zero was a great idea. They just ruined it with motion controls. I feel like if they were to port Star Fox Zero to Switch and give you the option to not play with motion controls, yes. that game might do well. Yes. That was the worst part, was that, was that you had to yeah. use the motion controls. Uh, anyway. Uh, um, Mr. Brockerock, you hear the news of Jeff Keighley stepping away from E3 this year, criticizing the new direction E3 is going. Another nail in E3's coffin. Yes, we talked about yes. it earlier. I don't know what time we talked about it, but we talked about it earlier. Um... Jeremy Shear says, if Will thinks F-Zero will return, then Nintendo will bring back Goldeneye. I would love that. Don't but play with my emotions that like that, That is dude. less likely. I, I'll say it again. It's more likely than ever before because Nintendo and Microsoft play nice with each other now. 
That's true. But the Activision's involved too somehow, aren't they? Activision is involved, yes. But I feel like if necessary... Well, first of all, Activision is involved because they have the James Bond license. But that license can and will run out. They have um, not done anything with it since 007 Legends crashed and burned. Yeah, and then like nine months before the, their license is up, they're going to go, oh, shoot, we got to make a game. And then they're going to fart something out, and then they're going to keep the license for another 10 years. Um, DMB0085, is Dead Cells good on the 8 Do Pro Plus? Yes. Anything with a good D-pad, it's a good game. Uh, Meowth says, continuing from the bathroom talk, I hate when women go in the bathroom to fix their hair or talk on the phone. Please just pee or poop and get out. You're making other people nervous and unable to go. So, all right. The Starbucks roastery in in Chelsea has um, a unisex bathroom. Yes. Which is... I got you know it's better because the it's all stalls and they're all like completely walled off with like doors. So that's cool. But it mm-hmm. is weird to walk into the bathroom and see a bunch of girls fixing their hair and stuff and I'm the only dude. That's weird. Yeah. That creeped me out. Um DMB says, thank you. Just ordered one. I hope you use my affiliate link, please. Thank you so much. Um, Metal Striker, why the hell does Bob look and act like my seventh grade math teacher? Do you know your times tables? <laughs> Read them all to me right. I recite them all to me right now. Uh, Chronic Fireworks is, is an F0 on Switch Online. It is, and that's how I played it and was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> well, you played the... SNES version. Yes, yes, I did. Because there's also the N64 version and the GameCube version. Everyone loves which, the GameCube version. Yeah, and I'm kicking myself for not buying the GameCube version when I first saw it at Too Many Games because when I went back next year to get it, it was double the price. Yeah, I kind of want. I'll I'll play that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give yeah, it. A, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I think this year at Too Many Games, I'll just if it's as long as it's not more than forty bucks, I'll just buy it. You should just look online. The problem is GameCube games, like, prices went up significantly. And uh, I spoke to the guys at Eon Gaming about this, and we both don't want to say it was their fault. I, it's probably But we both kind of think it's their fault. It's probably their fault. Um, all right, I'm going to read, like, one or two more. All right. Bobby Hayes said this before. Is the Yak Travel HDMI cable dock safe to use? I have no idea. Probably not. I've never even heard of a Yak. I haven't either. I, I so I I read an article the other day that was pretty in depth, and they basically just said the uh, Nintendo dock is safe. Yeah. The Insignia dock is relatively safe, and the Star the Skull and Co. Jump Gate dock is relatively safe. Yeah. Um, but they even say in the article that none of them are safe. <laughs> <laughs> like even the Nintendo one could break your your Switch. Yeah. So. Uh, that's my main reason for not getting another dock is because even the Nintendo one can break your switch. So just, just stick with that because it's going to be warranted. Like Nintendo will fix any problems that happens if you're, if you, if it breaks your switch. Yeah. Um, if you need a portable one, get a refurbished one and put it in a smaller case. I have a video on. 
uh, last question I'm reading, Brando says, what do you think will be announced in the next Nintendo Direct? I think we need more games for the end of the year. The end of the year is looking really dry for Nintendo. And I know there's going to be stuff. Yeah. So eventually we're going to need some announcements for what's going to happen at the end of the year. You uh, you having fun over there, Will? Oh, sorry. I was looking up when Activision loses the James Bond license because now I'm like really concerned. <laughs> um, haven't found an answer. Um, I feel like, you know, we'll get the Nintendo Direct when we get a Nintendo Direct. Um, Everyone was saying what... this week. Yeah. every I, Again, it's one of those things where like when everyone's like, oh, we're getting a Nintendo Direct this week. We don't get one for another few weeks. Yeah. Um, I saw people on Twitter saying we have this is the longest we've gone without a Nintendo Direct. My guy, the Pokemon Direct. That counts. I know. It's just I never I never think it's a good idea to speculate like they were gonna get a Nintendo Direct this week because we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, Nintendo will say like the day before, hey, there's gonna be a direct tomorrow. That's I, it. I said this before, but uh last year. I was like, we got to have a Nintendo Direct sometime soon because because uh, PAX is coming up and Nintendo's mm-hmm. going to be there and they haven't announced what they're going to have, so we need to know what they're going to have. And then instead of having a Nintendo Direct, they just had a day on Twitter where they just announced a bunch of games. So yeah. that's probably going to happen again. Or it might not. We might get a Direct. And Nintendo just does whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand wherever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you could do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live, maybe you want to send a specific segment over to your friends, like our review of Sonic the Hedgehog this week, then head on over to Wolf Den Clips, where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. I didn't want to play the Sonic animated movie, but I got some GIFs. (laughs) Go watch it. You just type in Sonic OVA on YouTube and it comes right up. Yeah. Uh, Watch that. Uh, you'll have a good time and go to twitch.tv slash wolfden and uh, turn those notifications on so you know when I go live also we're doing a tournament this weekend uh, I think the cutoff is now Ooh. the cutoff for that tournament is right now so uh, go to my video about the multi shine controller and in the description there you can sign up for the tournament you can win a multi shine controller this controller is freaking $400 it's a lot of money so you can win it if you're good at smash um so yeah, do those two things. And I'll see you next time on Wolf Den Live or in a video sometime. You know what I mean? Bye, everybody. Have a Bye. happy have a happy Valentine's Day. Oh tell yeah. Your, tell happening. your girlfriends I said sup. I, I should get a card. Tell your girlfriends I said sup, how you doing? Oh, I tried to I tried to go big. Hold on. You gotta keep waving. <laughs> All Don't right. stop waving. Oh, uh, it's not I'm not any bigger. Never mind. Forget it. Goodbye. Right, goodbye.